right, y'all, get ready for another edition of News and Trends with your host, Dave and Lynn. Welcome, welcome, welcome to News and Trends with Dave and Lynn. This is one of your hosts, David Coker, proprietor of Dave Mark Inc., also marketing specialist, man about the town, um, you name it, I do a little bit of everything. You know, Singer. I'm hanging out with my partner. Singer. <laughs> I'm hanging out with my partner, Mr. Leonard Young, who happens to be, you know, next to me, a good guy. Um, I just figured uh, I'd put that out there. But anyway, what's going on, Leonard? So did you mean the good guy next to you? <laughs> yep, this is <laughs> this is Leonard Young, CEO of National Black Guide, DelawareBlack.com, Black Media Specialist, and the original all-around good guy of news and trends. How's it going, Dave? Uh, it's going, it's going, man. Here we are, first new show of, of our uh, of the next year, right? Right. Yeah. 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 So, uh, um, the well, uh, podcast. Just, no. Well, sure i'm sure you know it kind of yeah, reminds yeah, me when people, um blogs yeah. first came out and everybody had oh, yeah. a blog and then yeah, like now you go to people to blog and they ain't filled it out since like 2017 and it's just yeah. out there in the the intranet yeah well that just shows the dedication we have um to this podcast and getting information out there to the public and we really appreciate the people that have tuned in all this time, whether you you have been with us from the beginning or you joined us at some time during um, our last year. Uh, we thank you for tuning in to us. You know, we got our California folks, we got our Texas folks, we got our Delaware folks. I mean, we got people all over the place. We got PA, we got New Jersey, we got Las Vegas, uh, you know, Tennessee. I mean, there's people everywhere. So, um, um you know, we just want to say thank you for taking the time to tune into us and, and keeping us keeping us going and uh, letting us know what the feedback that we get from you, how much you enjoy the show. So yeah, um, and Dave, you know, I just want to throw on that too. Um, and I mean, people say about just about everything, but even though it may seem easy, podcasting is a lot of work. And you know. A lot of work. Well, not a lot of work work, but you may tell you what the hardest part of podcasting is staying consistent. So, I mean, I would like to give kudos to Dave, because if it was up to me, we probably have about once, maybe twice a month, <laughs> twice, twice a month, there wouldn't be no podcast. <laughs> Cause and I'm I'll, be, I'll be I'll be I'll be cracking the whip on Leonard, y'all, because Leonard Leonard I, I have to say Leonard's a very busy guy, I will say that. And you know, not that I'm not either, but Leonard you know, Leonard has a lot that, you know, he deals with as far as his businesses and everything are concerned. And, you know, and then there's sometime now in a moment's notice he might have to go out of town or whatever the case may be. So and it's funny because I always had to take the heat, you know, when certain things don't go a certain way. Well, Dave, uh, ju- ju- just blame it on yourself, okay? Just blame it on yeah, yourself. Blame that. Yeah, blame it on my on my partner. Um, but you know, it is it is. I 
I guess that's one of the reasons because you know we we learned that we had to get smart about this whole thing about podcasting and, and do things a little bit differently so that we can you know handle those situations that may come up and, and be able to still be able to get the stuff out to you that we want to get out to you and have the guests on that we want to have on. So um, we've been fortunate. We made it to a year. We plan on making it to a second year. And, um, you know, and as long as we, you guys keep tuning in, we're going to try to give you a good show each and every week that, you know, we come to you. So, like I said, you know, once again, thank you. And we'll try to do what we do on our end. Okay? So, we, and we do appreciate you. So, here we are. It's uh, another week. Um, a week before Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, no. We got Thanksgiving coming up, man. I cannot you know, wait for that break. Yeah, we had to do our stomach exercises, you know, you know, you know, get her, get ourselves ready for next week or whatever. Are you got any, you got any big plans? No, so um, I will be around. Um, to be honest, I'm looking forward to because there are a couple of projects I want to work on. And mm-hmm. um, I think my wife is going out of town. So I'm excited for, uh, you know, some time to work on the stuff I need to work on. Okay, so I think Sunday is covered with food, but who, who, who's, who's cooking uh Friday, Saturday, and Sunday? I'm not sorry. Thursday is covered Thanksgiving, of course. But you know, I well, you Thursday, but Thursday you got plenty of leftovers left over after Thursday. Well, you only usually have leftovers if the cooking's happening at your house. But you know, <laughs> <laughs> like they, I, I, I can already tell you, I'm not cooking nothing. So I will only have leftovers if I take leftovers from somebody's house. And, you know, leftovers will probably last Friday. But what about Saturday and Sunday? Yeah, well, you better have some good Tupperware or some aluminum foil in your trunk. They they have any uh, churches having a Thanksgiving repast after the service? Uh (laughs) (laughs) I might have to make my way around. You might might have to, man. You might have to, you know. Um, But I don't know. It's funny how food to scene to I know I know my mom I think back to when I was a kid my mom used to cook a lot of food and and it a lot of times it beat us the three of us me and my sister and her but that food would last for at least a week <laughs> you know I mean you know and then of course the turkeys you can make soup with it this and, you know dollar like you know all that kind of stuff so um you know it's uh, uh you know these days I don't know traditional uh, Thanksgivings, you don't find them the way you used to, you know, where a lot of mm-hmm. people, you know, come to the house and, you know, you're worried about people stealing food because that's what they used to do, steal food back in the day, <laughs> you know. <laughs> you know, you put a pie on the table and be like, the pie disappear, that type right. of thing, you know. So, um, I'm like, I didn't know we had magicians in the family. Um, so, that type of thing, so. But we'll, you know, I'm sure, I'm sure you'll be all right, man. I'm sure you'll be all right next week. I'm sure. So, you yeah, know. I, I'll be all right. I won't die. Yeah. Okay. All right. And, and, uh, and especially since y'all probably have all them leftovers that you were talking about, I'll probably uh, mosey no, no, on yeah. 
back there. Yeah, well, I'm, look, look, I'll probably be uh, heading out myself. I don't know. You know, uh, I've been invited to a couple places, so I'll see. I don't know what I'm doing yet, so we'll talk yeah, about that. Okay. So, um, anyway, um, today was uh, kind of a crazy day because the Eagles lost last night. The Eagles lost their first football game of the season. Man, I was sitting there watching that game last night. It was totally, like, pissed off the whole game, man, because they could have won that game, and they just, it was, it was, it was crazy, because that was, you know, like I said, they lost their first game, and, uh, you know, um, it, you know, it, it was just crazy sitting there watching that game, you know, we've been, we've been through a lot of emotional, uh, we've been on a I know with the Phillies, roller coaster with the Phillies, and then, you know, the Eagles doing so well, and, you know, even with the soccer team up in um, Chester, you know, they, they had a shot at winning everything, you know. So there's been a lot going on over the last few weeks here in, in this area. So, so um, you know, when you have a team that loses, it really takes, you know, <laughs> you know, we're used to winning right now. So if, right. when somebody loses, it's a whole different story. So, but, hey, you know, here we are. Of course, that's why it's probably you know it's raining. Oh, and what about the what about the weather, man? Man, last week we were we basking in seventy degree weather all week last week. And what then we're I guess they said okay, that's enough of that. Okay. Yeah, they said uh, well, get to reality now, right? right? Welcome to winter. Yep. Yeah, well, and we haven't gotten to winter yet, so you know. So, but well, you know, it, let's see let's see how the rest of the week goes. So cause they were talking about. Do you hear them talking about squalls? Yeah. About what? I was like, uh, the snow? Squalls, you know, the, yeah. Yeah, the snow squalls. Did you hear them talking about that? Yeah, I, I heard them like, talking about Already? Uh, hey. They, they're yeah, trying to, a, I guess they're trying to tell us it's going to be a rough one this year. Yeah, I, I have a feeling it is too. It, the weather has been really weird. Even the summer, remember how long it took to really get hot? Yeah, During I the summer? That was crazy. Yeah. Yeah, so so I, yeah, I think we're going to have a really, a really rough winter this year. So, so uh, hope it's rough enough that I ain't got to go to work. Um, so, but that's <laughs> well, all no, no. story. Um, so just your luck will probably be real rough on the weekends, and you know, nice and, <laughs> nice and <laughs> easy during the I know. week. That happened a couple of years ago to us. It kept snowing on the weekends. We were so pissed about that, man. You know, so but because we haven't had a couple of snow days off in a row in a long time. Yep, so today we're going to be talking about a uh, white teacher in Texas who was fired after telling his black students that his white race was superior. We're also going to talk about there was a an NJ, a New Jersey uh, person who called the cops on his neighbor, a young black girl, age nine, who was spraying for spotted lanternflies. Um, also, there was a juvenile who was caught regarding threats to over 50 HBCUs, and he was tried as a minor. And then um, we're going to do some, you want me to mention the quick bits, or we just run over them? No, no, we'll, um, we'll mention yep. as we go along. And, and, and then we have uh, Dave's Corner got, um, because the Eagles lost, Dave Corner got the boot <laughs> this week. 
So this week we're gonna have Leonard's corner, and it's probably the the best question ever asked in the yeah. history of corner questions. This sounds like so much hate to me that I get bumped, but that's a whole nother story. We'll 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 see once we get to that point. If you know people, he's been hating on me ever since Dave's corner came about, but that's whole. <laughs> Yeah, so, but we'll see what that question is. Of course, he chose to keep it secret, so we're not going to talk about it. I don't even know what the question is right now, so we'll see what happens when we get to it, okay? So, let's get started. Um, matter of fact, you know, I see you have it queued up, so um, I'm sure a lot of people have heard about this this white teacher um, who was in Texas. Now, he since has been fired, but he was suspended at first. Um, for talking about, you know, his race was the superior race and so forth to these young um, students. And I have to I have to applaud the students just how they handled themselves in this conversation because they didn't get rowdy, they didn't they didn't like get really challenging to them. They just asked questions and what right. made him feel the way that he did. So Leonard, I see you have it queued up. Why don't you go ahead and play the audio for those people that didn't hear, and we can talk about it. You know. Okay. So um, I'll probably just play the first part because this video is eight minutes long. Okay. I'm going to show you a sneaky yet. The heck just happened. Okay, here we go. Decided it'd be a great idea to call the cops on his neighbor. A nine. Oh, man. How's it's not giving it. So you remember I told you about my mouse? Deep down in my heart. Oh, oh, there we go. Which means I think my race is the superior one. That was now a former educator in Austin, Texas, who has been fired after admitting. I'm just going to play it one more time for anybody who didn't hear. I'm ethnocentric, which means I think my race is the superior one. Okay. So he's ethno, that's a new word to Eth me. Ethnocentric, I know, that's a new one to me too. Uh, uh, I don't know, but that, that one was a good one, yeah. And uh, um, did you, we didn't have any of the sound bites from the children asking the questions, did we? No, so since we haven't watched okay. this before, you know, I'm, I'm not sure. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I know what it's looking like. Well, let me, let me say this to you. Okay, so. Um, of course, the video went viral. I'm just going to read a couple things from the video. Um, and, and, of course, they never released the name of this person, which I found very interesting. Because, of course, you know, well, anyway, I'm not going to go there. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> um, but this is what he said. He said, deep down in my heart, I'm ethnocentric. Um which means I think my race is a superior one. He says to astonished, uh, astonishment of teenagers. So white is better than all a black student asked the teacher who replies, I think everybody thinks that. They're just not honest about it. In the YouTube clip that was played, another student is heard asking, so you said you are what? You are a racist, the teacher <laughs> responds. I think everybody is a racist at that level. So this is basically what was going on. 
Um, and then it was asked again, another student asked, so you are a racist? And which, in which the teacher replies, how many times do I have to say this? Damn. So, so you know, here's a, here's his. Well, you have students that are, you have kids that are in school. I I have a granddaughter that's in school, but my other kids are all my kids are grown. Um, you always have to worry about who's teaching your 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 children and what they're teaching. Um, one of my favorite shows is Abbott Elementary, and, and it's though a satire, and if you look at the, you know, the funny side of school teaching, you can see the challenges that also are built into that show as well, as far as how they have to deal with many different things, especially that come up with these children. But to sit there and tell somebody, tell a group of children, and this wasn't just black students. This was a mixture, you know, there's a mixture of races in this class that you think that your race is the superior race. And this guy is not, doesn't look like a young guy. He looks like he's definitely older. Yeah, he's 40, 50 ish, somewhere around there. So he's not a young guy. So for him to say something like that, and this guy's teaching students, just says a lot of where we are in the world today. Um, it's it's sad. It really is. Um, what's, what's your thoughts on that? Yeah, especially I mean, as I, a parent, especially as a parent. Yeah, when and it's funny you are correct. Even though we didn't show it, these kids really kind of they asked a lot of questions and like, they didn't ask yeah, it they in did. a, like, they didn't ask it in a, like a disrespectful or malice, but they were really just trying to understand, you know, <laughs> what he was talking about. Um, now I do. He, he kind of threw them for he kind of threw them for a loop because yeah. he had never said anything apparently like that before. Right. Go ahead. So, yeah. So I was going to say um, I applaud them. Um, I know my kids would not have asked that, and and you know I mean, I, but I wish that type of stuff that they would have. Now my daughter's oldest child. Oh yeah, she gonna ask all them questions that they were asking. But you know, I also think it's one of the things too where. When you're a teacher or you're in some type of a command leadership position, you can't say everything you think. Okay. So because I mean, Dave, at the end of the day, if if he walks around thinking the white race is superior, I mean, I personally don't care because Dave, we all know the black race is superior. You know, like I mean, we we we, we all know that. So it's kind of okay. like, but him voicing it, you know, that that's why I think like everything you think doesn't need to be said. And, you know, like I like I feel the same way about and I'm sure they and I'm sure you work for the state. So I'm sure you probably stay away from politics and religion because you don't know how people are going to take things and, you know, who's a Trumper and Republican. And so, I mean, I think, you know, I think he was just dumb for even talking like whatever you think. But I agree. Once he spoke about it, then I felt he needed to get fired because I don't want to have my child in there. And let's say my child gets detention or a bad grade. Like, I don't want to have to be like, okay, is he doing this because he's black or is he doing this because it was deserving? You know, okay. You know, he didn't give him that extra credit opportunity. Is that because he's black or is that because, you know, he he just doesn't do that? Well, yeah, and I agree with you. 
wholeheartedly. And I, but I also wonder what he was thinking because, but did he think he can have that conversation and then not go anywhere? Because obviously, yeah, I might film this. I right. might film this. Okay, you know, kids are quick to film everything these days. So um, the fact that he would have this conversation. I hope it wasn't him filming this because it just makes a sense that you start out by saying, you know, uh, that I think my race is the superior race. So what led up to that conversation? Right. I don't know. I'm I'm curious what subject he talked to. I mean, I um, guess I would assume it would have to be like history, but I mean, you know, ain't no telling. Let me see if I, let me see if I got that here. If, well, sound, that sounds like somebody that would have talked about history, um, you know, or, you know, something something that has to do with some type of studies. It doesn't say. And he was, oh, say, Dave, we, we, we got to tell all our Texas listeners they need to go pull up in uh, Flooglerville, Texas. Pull up on them. They get yes, the name of the school and everything. I see. Yeah, I see. Uh, Bowles Middle School. And these were middle school. Like, I mean, not to say it's any more appropriate to have this conversation with high school students, but it's kind of like, yeah. you know, why, why are you having this yeah, conversation middle with middle school, school students? students? Yeah, yeah, yeah students, yeah. Yeah, it doesn't say, doesn't say what he taught. So maybe this is one of those situations that he might have taught about right but mm. they were careful like i said they were careful not to give his name yeah so uh i guess so you know what that means by not giving his name and unless the students say who it is this guy can go right to another school probably get another job uh maybe you know what i mean yeah, yeah. Sure. but you know, good. but I'm thinking when they call for a reference, depending on what that reference check. We don't know. He might have somebody in that office might say, "Oh, he was a good teacher. We just had to, you know, uh, we just needed to come back on teachers." You never know. Somebody might have his back. Might have his back. Yeah. So, you know. Yeah. You know how we do. When we need a reference, and call somebody up. Hey, bro, I need a reference. Can you take care of it for me? You know, just say, <laughs> you know, you tell people what to say, you know? So, so um, I don't know. It's, 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 it really tells you a lot. And, of course, in, in this day in society, when we have all the problems that we have with race relations and so forth, it just wasn't smart of him to even put himself in that position at all. Yeah, I agree. So, and and you know that's why yeah. I say like some stuff just don't need to be said. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I mean, we, you know, number forty five. You know, he he had a lot to say. You know, and that needed he and he's still talking. You know, so right. You know, but you know, I'm sure he's probably this guy's probably been at a couple of his rallies. But anyway, <laughs> right. um, you know, that's just my opinion, of course, off the record. So, um. But we'll, I guess we'll see if anything comes up to, of the story anymore. But uh, I have to say, my hat's off to the students, though, because they really handled it pretty well. Right. You know, so, yeah. 
Let's move on to our next story. All right. So our next story, and this is not too far from us, but uh, a neighbor in New Jersey called the cops on a black girl who was nine years old who was spraying for spotted lantern flies. Jesus, they, this is a crazy world we live in. All right, so what happened? Was so they were more concerned about the, the, the person more concerned about the spotted lantern flies. No, I mean, to be honest, it was, I don't even think it was about the lantern flies. It was just, he was concerned that she was black and he just didn't want, I mean, it, 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 to be honest, it's just, a racist claim and I don't even feel like there's any substantiating it. But so the story goes like this, Dave, a black girl who was spraying trees in her neighborhood for lantern lantern flies. And apparently she had found this uh, spray idea on TikTok, I guess a spray for lantern flies. So, you know, like, like they do on TikTok, you know, she goes, put her spray together. So she's spraying the trees in her neighborhood and the cops are called on her by one of her white neighbors. Um, the girl's name is Bobby Wilson, and she was outside in her neighborhood on October 22nd. Um, Bobby's mom said that the cops came up to her and approached her and said, what are you doing? And she's like, I'm spraying lantern flies. And they really didn't have much to, you know, like they couldn't say much to the about that. Now, they did say during the 911 call, um, the man whose name is, I forget what his name is. But so the man, when he called 911, he said there's a little black girl. Like who, Gordon Loss, Lossy or something like yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, I see. Yeah, Gordon yeah, Loss, yeah. Lossy said that there is a black girl acting suspicious outside and they guess what he he uh, he uh, threw the, the the cherry on top and she's wearing a hoodie <laughs> can you believe he said that and a hoodie oh, so, I mean, my God. of course we all know that that's in reference yeah, to we know that and and that was a 911 call so um, the guy, Gordon Lawshe, is a former city councilman for that city, Caldwell, New Jersey. And after that incident happened, and I wish we could play the video. I just don't have it queued up. But after that happened, um, the mom, the daughter, who's nine, and her older sister, they all went to the um, the next city council meeting and they told their story. And when I say this nine year old told the hell out of her story. Um, basically meaning um, she was very articulate. You know, this, this wasn't no slacking black girl. She was very articulate. She was well-spoken, well-mannered. And, you know, she told the story as as it happened. But, I mean, it's just crazy that this guy um, called. So, of course, the family is basically saying, claiming racism because they don't see any reason why, um, uh, you know, the cops would have called. Um, in fact, they have some of the exact words from the 911 call. Um, the Gordon Lawshe guy said, there is a little black girl, a little, I'm sorry, a little black woman walking and spraying stuff on sidewalks and the trees. I don't know what the hell she's doing. She scares me, though. 
I'm like, geez, she scares me. And uh, one of the things they said during the council meeting was they're neighbors. They may not be immediate neighbors, but they're in a close enough proximity. So he's seen that little girl before. So it's not like she's a stranger. It's not like she's a little woman. You know, she's a black girl who's who's nine years old. So it's just interesting. What what do you think about Dave? You know, it's a shame that we still have to go through these things. You would think people that are uh, I'm going to call them Kent's and, and Karen's. <laughs> you know, Kent's right. and Karen's. Um, would have learned their lessons with all of the things that have Going wrong when making calls like this and doing things like this. They never seem to get the satisfaction that they want, and they get negative press on top of it. And they only get more problems because, depending on who sees the story and who reads the story, and I'm sure that there's going to be, um, you know, some people who's going to. You know, the story, I'm sure this young lady's going to end up on TV shows, all kinds of stuff, you know, uh, just because of the way she handled herself. Yeah, I'm sure. You um, know, she's, I, not an angry, she's not an angry black woman. She's not mm -hmm. an angry black child. You know, she, she, she handled herself very well. Her parents were not um, menacing type people or anything like that so here we are you made a fool of yourself by making this phone call and the fact that you know you would make a phone call about somebody spraying stuff you know people spray stuff in their gardens and in their yard every day i'm sure right. that guy probably does too you know so why why would it be a problem that she was around spraying stuff i don't i don't get it but you know, it's just a typical another person who thinks they're racist superior. <laughs> did I say that? You, uh, you did, David. It it uh, slipped out. Okay, all right. Yeah, it slipped out. That was supposed to be my inside voice. Right. Um. So, uh, shame on you, Mr. Lawson. Shame on you. I mean, you know, and, and you know, of course, we don't want any harm or anything to come your way. But you know, when you invite, when you do stuff like this, you're inviting people to react. And that reaction that you may get sometime is the reaction that you thought that you perceived in the first place, if you follow what right. I'm saying. Okay. So, um, you know, we can't, we can't, we got to wake up people. We, we, we can't, we can't continue to have stuff like this happen. I was watching Michelle Obama, our forever first lady, um, on um, Stephen Colbert last night. And you know, the thing she says it's just a, it's just so crazy how she says things where you know she's she's taking shots, <laughs> but she makes it sound so good that it's smooth. You know what I'm saying? And they got to talking about you know the whole you know did they pay attention to January 6th during the insurrection and what went on that day?
also saw the smugness of what was going on. And she said, when you see the smugness and the fact that they didn't care what they were doing to the Capitol, in Washington, D.C., the capital of the United States, and you just sitting back letting it happen, shame. Right. I don't have to say your name, but you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> that, that's what she said, you know. And I was like, get her, get him, get him, get him. That's, that's what I was saying, get him, you know. See, but that's how you do it, you know. And and you know, did you hear about the uh, they're building um, some some uh, a center up in Chicago honoring uh, President Obama, and they found a, a noose on yeah, the construction sorry. site. I didn't hear that. You know, I mean, this kind of stuff, man. We're in 2022. And we're still having these kind of issues. And it's getting worse. We just came through a whole election season, saw some of the most terrible ads during election season that you can ever see. And every year it gets worse. And, you know, here we got a nine-year-old girl who's going around thinking she's doing something positive, probably to her, because these lantern flies, she probably read up on the lantern flies and knew, you know, what kind of damage they can do to these trees. And And she called herself trying to do something about it, you know? And you're going to take her down like that? (laughs) That's crazy. That is really crazy. So they probably need to come up with a spray for a spotted lantern. Racist. Right. <laughs> you know, so, you know. Right. Well, here, so, I, I was about to say, leave it to Dave Chappelle. He'd probably do a skit about some racist spray. Oh, we always were. <laughs> keeping the racist away. <laughs> yeah, well, we don't, we don't even want to go there. <laughs> so... Uh, but anyway, we just hope that uh, you know our, our little nine-year-old hero is is okay. You know that she will be okay. I'm surprised a GoFundMe hasn't gone up for her yet. You know. I mean, who who knows? There may be. Yes, yes, uh, yes. So. All right. Well, uh, that that's that's a mess. That story's a mess. But that just tells you where we are in the world. So. All right, let's move on to our next story. All right, so for our next story, of course, um, and I think they we talked about it a couple times on the show, um, probably last year and earlier this year. But but the string of bomb threats at various HBCUs around the country. Well, just the other day, um, the FBI announced that they have caught um, one of the the main people responsible. And this person is a juvenile. And so they said that they have um, prosecuted this juvenile in state court as a minor. Um, so they have really given no details, no name, no location, no age. And what they said was um, the juvenile was not identified, but the longstanding inquiry into more than 50 racially motivated threats that unnerved the nation's black colleges 
is believed to have been resolved with this suspect's identification and prosecution. So um, it also goes on to say that originally they identified several minors as possible, possibly associated with the threats, which prompted, um, you know, a wide range of inquiries involving 30, um, at least 30 of the 56 FBI field offices that kind of had some type of involvement in trying to track, you know, the person making these threats down. So, I mean, you know, they, this was a lot. 50, 50 colleges had some type of threat that they're associating to this juvenile. And more than half of the FBI field offices had some type of involvement in tracking this down. So, I mean, this, this is just crazy. So what do you think they're saying in between the lines there? Because <laughs> it sounds like they're saying something. In yeah, I mean, they, I almost feel like... <laughs> I mean, I don't even know what to say. I feel like I understand this person is a minor, but, you know, kind of like I was talking to you off air. How do we really know this person is getting prosecuted? And right. and if this person is 17, they need to be mm -hmm. tried as an adult. You know, forget that minor stuff. And maybe even 16, 15, 16, 17. You know, so I'm really curious how old this person is. Uh, I'm sure they're old enough to know better. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So, um, and the fact that they're being protected because they are a minor, yeah, that's one thing. But they better hope that that name never comes out. Right. Because that's not going to go well. And, you know, and it just sounds like, you know, this person, you know, Uh, and, and I'm sure that, that kid probably didn't act alone. It's sort of like something that he probably had to help with. Yeah, well, you know, the other thing I'm curious with is how do you do bomb threats for 50, 50 or so black colleges and it take this long? Because, you know, this is probably, what, maybe three, four, five months? Yeah. You know, so, like, yeah. I'm, like I'm curious. Okay, like, well, you know, th this probably goes for me always watching ID channel and how to get away with murder and all them things. But, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, regardless, you, you're right. I mean, he knew he was wrong. And I mean, well, maybe... it, 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 well, it, you're right, though, in thinking what you're thinking, because I'm going to tell you, I never forget when I was in banking, and this was back during the early 90s when I worked at this particular bank for Switzerland. And I want to say somewhere around 93 or 94. We had had a couple of bomb threats called into the bank. I never forget that. And it was the same person that was doing it. So they kept saying, of course, you know, when somebody said they're going to blow up something, of course, you know, you're going to take it serious. And I remember we'd always had to evacuate the building or whatever the case may be. But this one particular time, this person went too far. Now, one thing I will say about that particular bank, they had, Technolo their technology was like way ahead of this time. We had stuff that a lot of places didn't have, you know, and we had like the top top notch top notch caller ID system. I mean, it was crazy, you know. So if you call 
called in, you know, about your account. Within minutes, we had your address, we had your phone, we had everything that popped up on the screen. Okay, so this knucklehead <clears throat> was calling from New Jersey mm-hmm. and um, doing this bomb threat. And what, you know, of course, all this information comes up on the, on the screen. He says what he says. It's relayed out to nine one one. They, you know. We give them the address. They related to New Jersey, and there was somebody knocking at the dude's door. The person was struggling to keep the guy on the phone, trying to find out what it was that they needed us to do in order to make him happy to keep this from happening. And they kept him on the phone long enough for somebody to knock at his door and grab him. <laughs> now, you think about that. Now, this is during the early 90s. Yeah. You know, this is during the 90s this is going on. So how can you not track a kid who had been doing this for all this period? Unless it had, like I said, it had to be other people involved because right. it had to come from different IP addresses and so forth. Different phones, let's say we're using, he, this kid had a, access to a bunch of burner phones, you know, whatever. You know, why did it take so maybe they knew? Maybe they knew who it was right away. Just didn't take it that serious. Possibly. Yeah. You know, yeah. So, you know, you know, you and I, you know, we're conspiracy theorists when we come to stuff like this, so, you know, because right. we're, we're thinking, we're thinking, you know, it's a, you know, they might they would have found out what that was right away, you know, so, um, especially with the technology we have today, you know, uh, you know, our cell phones, man, tell so much and give us so much information about you when you make a phone call or, Yeah, well, you know, it's crazy. I, you know, I, 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 I get hooked on the ID channel with a hell of murder mysteries and all that. And they, they talk about, you know, after people die, you know, they go in their cell phones to figure out what, you know, who called them last and who they call and all. I'm like, Dave, all, all I know, if my car crashes, I'm throwing my phone out the window, just into the woods. <laughs> and they're going to look for your phone. I, I know. I'm sure they, they will. This person, they had that. They had a phone. They made a. Phone. They made a call before, or they got a call, so they're gonna try to find your phone. Because if it's not in your car, and you just made a call five, ten minutes prior to that, they're gonna say, "Hold up, that phone." Either they tossed the phone, or the phone went flying somewhere. But they're gonna look for that phone, right? Yeah. So, you know, so Uh, people, people, people. You know, what are we doing? What are we doing? But it's, it's good to know that. Or to the story, they have somebody in custody. Hopefully, that has stopped what was going on, and there's no copycat people doing it. Right. But you never know. You never know. So, all right. I tell you. Well, I'm going to move on to a couple different things. I've, you know, those weeks that we have, and uh, like a lot going on in between, are, are Tuesday broadcast. Um, every now and then you might hear me some, come on and do something called uh, uh, Quickie News or News Quickies. Um, and so I'm just going to bring up a couple of different things that's happened since we last talked to you guys. Uh, 
Tuesday. Um, of course, the big thing, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever sequel has come out. Probably one of the most anticipated movies in a very long time. They've been hitting us with, over the head with these trailers that have been awesome. You know, everybody's been talking about the trailers and every, you know, to the movie and whatever. And, you know, I know the movie's still new. I'm not going to say too much about it because I have seen it. I know Leonard hasn't yet. Not yet. Um, yeah, but I'm telling you guys, go see this movie. It's, it's, it's well done. The, you can, you know, you can tell that Chadwick Boseman definitely had an effect on everyone that worked with him. Because um, you'll see that with this movie. Um, there's a lot of passion in the movie, and it's and uh, you really it's it's good looking. It's a good looking movie. Meaning, you know. You know how some movies you can look at them and you just don't like the way they're filmed. You know, mm-hmm. the acting may be all right, but they don't do a good cinema. The cinematography is not all that well, you know. This movie is a good movie to watch. You know what I mean? It looks good. Um, so I, I'm not going to say too much about it. Hopefully later on we can talk about it a little later after most everybody's seen it. I know... It was one of those situations over the weekend. It was hard finding anywhere to go see it because everything was sold out, you know. So I ended up going up on Painter, up to Painter's Crossing to see it um, personally. So, um, so I'm telling everybody it did um, 330, well, 350 million um, worldwide and 180 million here in the United States over the weekend. Which is one of the top grossing makes it one of the top grossing opening weekends of all time. Um, it didn't do what the first movie did because that first movie did over two hundred million, but it's right behind it. So, um, you know, but I'm telling you guys, it set a record for the month of November as far as the opening is concerned. This was the highest grossing film of all time for the month of November. So, just saying, if you get a chance. Go check this out. And attention to detail, I, I heard something this morning I didn't, I didn't even realize. And then, oh, one other thing I heard yesterday that Leonard told me I didn't even realize, there's a young lady that's had a major role in it that lives here in Delaware. Um, you know what? I forgot her name. Uh, Dominique her name? Thorne. Dominique. Um, that, that's her Very real true. name. Playing Riri okay. Williams slash Ironheart. Yeah. yeah, she is. She, she really has a great role in this movie, and if you get a chance, uh, you'll you'll see her. She'll stand out, believe me. Um, but, you know, shout out to, uh, she's not from Delaware, but she's living here in Delaware at the time. So, you know, shout out to Delaware for having someone in this movie. Brian Coogler uh, talked about how he had, uh, you know, him and Angela Bassett had to, had to take these swimming lessons since you were a former swimmer. Um, you can appreciate that. Yeah, they, they had so and they had to conquer their little fear of water so that they could do these scenes. And he had to film he had to do the lessons too because he wanted to be able to film the scenes underwater, you know. And it was just interesting how how they just kind of just went all in on this movie, you know. So well, t- definitely t- 
tell uh, Ryan it's a good thing they didn't have them uh, uh, skydiving or cliff jumping in the movie. <laughs> he would have to get his parachute ready. Because <laughs> Angela, you know, Angela ain't scared. Angela was oh, yeah. gay. Angela was gay. You know, that woman, to be 65 years old. Yeah. She's yeah, definitely yeah, found she, the, the fountain of youth. Yeah, she found the fountain of youth. Yeah, she definitely has. So. And everybody's up there saying, you know, there's Oscar buzz around her for this movie. Her, she was good. She was good in this movie. She really was. So, um, so that's one thing. So um, then, of course, you know, last week, uh, the rapper Takeoff was laid to rest in the big... Um, you know, he had a big home-going service down in Atlanta at, where the Atlanta Hawks play at the um, center down there where they play. I think it's, uh, I forget what the name of the center is. Is it the Omni Center? I, think. I thought it was Mercedes-Benz. Mercedes-Benz, okay. Yeah. So, yeah. Two, two points for Leonard. Give, give me my yeah, points. Yeah, no, there you go. He got a couple points for people. Um, uh, yeah, everybody was there. You know, anybody and everybody was there that said, you can see pictures of the line being wrapped around the border, you know, people trying to get in there and everything. So it's really a shame what's happened to this young man. He's only 28 years old. And, of course, you know, part of the famous rap group, Amigos. And, uh, you know, we've had a lot of rappers, man, to die over the last year, especially, you know, in senseless violence. And it's really a shame. Uh, so RIP to you. Uh, take off and um, you know frame for the family. So uh, also <laughs> we had a, we had some elections last week, <laughs> you know. So um, apparently we had a lot of people to get out and vote. That's great because um, we had some um, things that went right and some things that didn't necessarily go right, you know. Uh, but it looks like you know the the, the Democrats are have gained control of the House uh, of the Senate. I mean, uh, and it looks like they might get the House as well, uh, depending on what happens. Because we still got a couple of races that they're still trying to determine. How can did you notice how uh, down there in Georgia that Warnock was way ahead, and then all of a sudden Herschel Walker fought him? Did you see that? I did. How did that happen? Why is Georgia always playing? I mean, it's well, always, you know. You, you know, I, I feel like that because we all know Atlanta is majority black. Now, yeah. all the all the parts outside of Atlanta, you know, like, yeah, that, that's good old boys. So, like, I mean, I can definitely see, you know, depending on which polls came in first and which ones didn't. You know, a massive comeback by people voting for Herschel. I just can't believe all them white people are still voting for him through all that controversy he had. Yeah, it, it really makes no sense um, with everything that's going on. But then, you know, that just tells you how this is nothing but the okie doke that's being played down there. And they got everybody snowed. And what they did is they just, they and Herschel, is not smart enough to realize he's being used as a pawn for that party, you know, because they got him in position, you know, going against another black man who's more qualified. Right. And yeah, it's, it's, 
doesn't make no sense. And they got to have this runoff on December the 6th. And the longer it takes to get to this runoff, the more um, steam personal gains. Yeah, know? I'm sure because, um, you, you know, they. I feel like black people only got to come out to vote once. You know, yeah, they they, yeah. they got to they come out for the main thing, but trying to get them out a second time? A second time, yeah. yeah we did, that, that's look, rough. We did, but we did what you asked us to do. We ain't right. coming back out there again, you know? So that's what I'm saying. It's really a setup for, for Warnock to lose. And look what happened to Stacey Abrams. I mean, oh, yeah. you know? That was sad. That was sad. I mean, no reason for her not to win that race down there. But then, you know, like you said, a good old boy state and it is a, it, it is you know uh, it's a blue state so you know well you you know I mean, the, the, one, the one i was wondering about too and i forgot to look the um the black guy in georgia gary chambers did he win yeah he won oh you know what i forgot about that you know what? i don't did it i'm trying I don't know. Let me see. I don't think he did uh, because it seemed like I would have heard something. Right there. Damn. <laughs> I hope that ain't better, the results. Better. What happened? Oh, what's that? Is that Georgia? This is, this is Louisiana. I'm hoping uh, this is not the result. Well, let me see. We did this story. Oh, no. He. Yep, so yeah, the, the guy yeah, won 61%. Gary Chambers got 17%. Yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah, we did a story about the incumbent there and this guy, Gary Chambers, and the disrespect. Yeah, Dave, Dave <laughs> yeah. you remember the, the, the white guy was like, if you don't like co cops, call a crackhead. Yeah, I know, I know. Ridiculous. Uh, All right, well, Dave, so I guess there'll be a lot of crackhead calling in Louisiana. Yeah, now. I know, I know. Georgia and Louisiana. <laughs> so, I don't know, people. Uh, we, we, we did good, but we, 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 we could have used a few more. So, But, you know, people are getting in the message. You know, we got to go out there and vote because if we do vote, we make change. And, and we definitely need to change some things. Because you know who the biggest loser was on Tuesday last week? Oh, Dr. Oz? Oh, Trump. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we won't even talk that well, of course, with Dr. Oz lost, because, you know, Trump threw all his support behind Dr. Oz. And when Dr. Oz lost, that was a big hit for Trump and his support, you know, mm -hmm. and his uh, uh, campaign. Because, you know, nobody saw that thing happening with Oz. Everybody thought he was going to win, you know, but it didn't happen. And that's probably a great thing. Um, you know, so Trump Trump is not looking pretty. He's not looking good. He his campaign for twenty twenty four really took a big hit last week. Yeah, well, they they said he's supposed to announce tonight, and I was watching CNN before I came down, and they were saying they think even if Trump runs, they think Marco Rubio has a better chance to get the um the Republican nomination for president. So out of Florida. Oh no! But it seems like everybody seems to be talking about DeSantis right now. Oh yeah, I'm sorry, DeSantis, uh, not not oh, Rubio, DeSantis. Yes, 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 yeah. Yep. yeah. Okay, yeah, they, yeah, he has, yeah, he has become the darling all the time. So, you know, so uh, yeah, yeah, and them, him and Trump do not like each other. <laughs> so right. you know, you know, because Trump 
Trump and him were boys at one point, but then the mm-hmm. fans started getting more popular, you know. So right. yeah, yeah. So well, all, all I can so, say with with Trump back in it, you already know uh, we're gonna hear his name every single day now. Yeah, that's the best. <laughs> what you gonna do on uh, on Saturday Night Live with uh, Chappelle and uh, was on there? Dad did a take off on Fox and Friends. You know, Trump chef. Uh, you know, Mr. Trump, uh, you should probably call another show now. <laughs> it was funny. It was really funny. So. But, uh, all right, well, I guess we'll see what happens, you know, um, going forward, December 6th, y'all. Get out there and, and, and you know, give her a ball and send them running the other way, okay? Right. All right? school middle school that, that yeah, that's the call yeah. you don't want to get well, yeah right now no elementary school yeah. get that we've had elementary right. school shooting. so um this you know i don't know what's going on in the world today but it's it's really a shame and you know prayers to the families um i happen to be uh watching tv when that news broke that's really a shame so um also before i say this last Yesterday, that one of our council people, this Linda Graves, 
know Linda Gray? I, I had met her a couple times. I can't say I really knew her, mm-hmm. but I had met her a couple of times. Yeah, well, um, yeah, you know, they. it's interesting because, you know, she was at the, the mayor's ball. Oh, wow. Tim, Tim told me he had a conversation with her, and, um, you know, she was there. I didn't see her personally, but I but I know a couple of people mentioned that she was there. Mm-hmm. And all that they said, you know, the mayor spoke about it, you know, today, and they said that, you know, she had, she died from complications. I was like, wow, you know. Yeah, they said pneumonia. That, she, that means she had to be sick when she was at the ball. Yeah, I don't know. But I mean, I that guess was, the ball was really what, about eight days ago. That was Sunday. Last Sunday. Yeah. And, uh, I don't know. I mean, that must be that must be on her heart, you know. But um, it's really a shame, you know. She's been a lifelong activist, and um, I didn't know her personally. I knew of her, but I didn't know her personally. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, you know, it's really a shame, you know, especially since you know we just lost the shame a couple months ago, you know, and you know. Here we are again. So, uh, prayers to uh, the great family and her husband. And uh, just wanted to make sure I said something about that. Last story I want to throw out there, one of the last quickie, is uh, Joel Embiid of the Philadelphia 76ers. We don't really talk a lot about the 76ers. I'm, well, um, I, I only talk sports with myself my partner doesn't have much to say uh, about sports. Um, so um, I, the Sixers, you know, Joel Embiid, of course, is the star center for the Sixers. He had the game of a lifetime a couple days ago. And now there's players that have scored more points or whatever, but he is the only player ever to do, to have this particular stat line in a game which is very unique because there's been some great players, especially playing in Philadelphia, like Allen Iverson and Will Chamberlain, Dr. J. There's been a lot of great players that come through there, Charles Barkley. But nobody in Philadelphia or any other team has ever done what this guy did on this particular night. And his stat line read 59 points, 11 rebounds, three assists, Seven block shots, okay? And then, to top it off, in the fourth quarter of the game, which was a very close game against the Utah Jazz, who was who's the top team in their conference on the West Coast, in the fourth quarter, Joel Embiid scored all but one of the 76 points in the fourth quarter. Sixers scored 27 points. He scored 26 of them. None, there's never been another game ever recorded by another player with those that with that stat line of all of, of all he did that particular game. Unbelievable. So I had to give a shout out to Mr. Joel and B and the 76 and they won the game. <laughs> I, I, I hope you know. so. <laughs> yeah, you know so. <laughs> 
Because you already know they don't win the game. He's going to be like, I carried this. Yeah, like, yeah, y'all ain't no. do it. <laughs> but, and also what was incredible about that particular night, the night before that, he played the night before that. He scored 42 points the night before that. So in two games, he had 101 points in two games, which was crazy. So I just wanted to make sure that we, you know, we always talk about, especially MB, because, you know, we could be we could be tough on our Philadelphia athletes, you know, when they're not doing well or they're not pushing themselves the way we feel they, they that they we should put they should push themselves, especially after that last night's football game. But the Eagles game, I'm not to comment too much about that because I'm so pissed off. About it. But anyway, uh, <laughs> after the Eagles lost the game, they should have won. Anyway, they focus your mouth. Get rant about that. Um, so. But yes, uh, hats off to Mr. MB for having such a magnificent game and showing why he's the best center in the league. Okay, so I wanted to make sure I said that as well. So that's quickie news. And, okay. And now we come into Dave's favorite section <laughs> of the show. <laughs> Yeah, hey, folks, this is where I come up with my question. This is where I come up with my question, and I like to make Dave sweat, if you know uh, what I mean. Okay, here we go. All right, so, Dave, um, since the Eagles have a bye week, um, we are going to go into Leonard's Corner. Wait, they don't have a bye week. They already had their bye week. Oh, no, since Dave's Corner has a bye week. <laughs> we're going to go into to Leonard's Corner. Okay. All right. And it's funny. I was watching TV, and as soon as I saw this, I was like, oh, my goodness. I was like, Dave, I actually put this on my um, my uh, reminder to, like, remind me on today at 12 o'clock just so I wouldn't forget. Because, you know, sometimes with the Friday show, I'd be like, oh, I got a great idea for Friday show. And then Friday comes, I'd be like, hmm, Dave, you got anything? So yeah, we won't even, we won't even talk about Friday. So go ahead. Okay, all right. So this is Leonard's corner, <laughs> and this is my Leonard's corner question. So I'm 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 gonna, I'm going to set the scene for you. You are walking down the street. You come up upon three people who had just been shot. Right. And you try to offer them some aid. As soon as you start offering them aid, there's a cop that pulls up. He tells you, put your hands up. You're under arrest. Those three people end up dying. Right? Yeah. When they interrogate you, they pretty much think you did it. They're pressing charges for murder. There's one or two people who say they think you didn't do it. There's one or two people who say they think you did do it. Okay. Sure. Now, going to court, they offer you the opportunity. You can either do one year in jail and five years probation 
that that's your plea deal, but you'll be a convicted murderer. Or you can go to trial and let the cars land where they may. If you get convicted for murdering those three people, that's going to be life in jail. Or, you know, you possibly can get off and come home a free man. What are you going to do? How important is it to clear your name, the Coker name? Well, this is pretty, pretty simple as far as I'm concerned. Um, because, first of all, if they arrest me and they don't find a weapon, I, that's part of my case right there that I can get off. Um, Okay, so let's it throw that. Let's let's throw that out the window. Let's throw that out the window. Everybody's white, Let's throw that part out the okay, window. So, but you didn't say that. You didn't say that. See, see. Well, know, so so what? What I'm going to do is after we give our responses, then I'm going to tell you what the the real story was. Okay. All right. Let's, okay. So okay, I'll let you throw that out the window. Okay. Mm -hmm. Even though. Can't out, out the window. Real. It's out the window. Okay. In fact, Dave, Dave, what, what, what do the um the prosecutors do in, in court when they be like, um, jur jurors strike that from ever hearing it or strike that from the record? <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, hold on, like you already yeah. heard it. Like, how, how do you strike it? After you know, how you gonna strike it? How you gonna strike it? Yeah, no, you already heard it. Yeah. Um, no, I um, I'm not gonna take the plea deal. I'm gonna fight it. I'm going to go for it because I've been in a situation in before where I was wrongly accused of something and there was a, um, you know a similar type circumstance I'm, I'm not killing anybody but I mean where I had to make a decision you know to take the to, to, to really go hard if that I was right and not wrong, you know what I'm saying, that type of thing. Mm -hmm. And I chose to go that route, and it paid off. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to fight to clear my name. Um, um, if I know I'm innocent, then I'm gonna do everything I can to prove I'm innocent. Um, even if I have to call Kim Kardashian, <laughs> you know, somebody, you know. Uh, so or you're also willing you're willing to spend the right the rest of your life in jail if by chance the jury does not find you innocent i'm a man that has um that my faith is strong enough that i wouldn't i would feel that he wouldn't bring me this far to leave me you know what i mean mm -hmm. so i'm gonna think that somehow, some way, he's going to help me get out of this mess. Especially since I was being a good Samaritan and trying to help these people. Right. Just being in the wrong place at the wrong time. And of course, we know this type of stuff happens all the time. Um, but yeah, I, it's easy to take that year. And, you know, and had that probation and so forth. But you still got that stigma attached to you. 
then I'm not doing that. I'd rather try to go for it and just pray that uh, I'm going to be heard and that I'm going to get to justice. That's my story. Okay. <clears throat> All right, so let's hear your story. So, you know, th this this was really hard because, you know, you think about your family and shit, I mean, shoot, just being in jail, period. But very difficult. Dude, I may mess around and take the plea deal. I can't lie. Yeah, I thought you were going to say that. Can't I can't lie. I, I may take the plea deal. Now and and I'm I'm holding myself to the same lack of information you are, you know, just as far like th there's things I want to say, but if I did not know and just based on what I said, I may have to take the, the plea deal. Now, do you think you will lose anything by taking that deal? Um do you think what about the way your family might look at you? What about the way your friends might look at you? What about your investments and everything that you have going on? think that everything will still be there with you? So, you know, family and friends, I would hope they support me regardless. You know, so I mean, kind of like, Dave, you know the type of person I am. So if you heard that I'm, I shot and killed three people, you'd probably be like, nah, ain't no way, <laughs> you know, ain't no way to learn to do it. Like, yeah, I don't, yeah, like, I don't yeah. even see that. So, you know, I, I think the people who know me would know, you know, what I was capable of or not capable of. Now, people meeting me for the first time or, you know, having to fill out stuff and have to put a prison record on there. Oh, you know, what is this? Uh, speeding, or shoplifting, no murder, <laughs> you know, murder. <laughs> then, you know, they, yeah. they kind of look at you a little funny, but I don't know. And, you know, I think being an entrepreneur is different because I, you know, there's stuff I can do where I don't have to answer yeah, a lot right. of those questions and yeah, yeah. you know and you gotta check the box right so the, yeah, the reason why that's what, look, most people coming out of jail that's what they are yeah, they come or, out, so, yeah. yeah. Or, or you know they just kind of like independent contractors work under the table and all that stuff so the reason why in fact hold on let me find this I'm trying to see. So I think this is it. All right. So the reason why I'm bringing this up is so um, over the weekend, I was watching an ID channel. Um, so I'm not sure if this is it or not. It may not. So there was a. Leonard has mentioned the ID channel. About yes, five times Dave Hook. So, so we know what his favorite show to watch is. Uh, his channel to watch. Yeah. Okay. So I'm I'm going to try to make this quick because it, it it seemed like a two hour episode. So, um, there are three three um teenagers walking home from a party. A car passed, and someone out the car shot all three of these teenagers. They died right there on the street. Uh, one of the cops who was like a dirty cop. He was interrogating a witness, a witness, and 
he interrogated this witness who was a teenager so bad that the witness told the cop that his cousin did it, which he didn't. So, but that's that's how bad he was interrogated and the the police officer was kind of like leading the questioning. So the cop interviews the cousin and he interrogates the cousin so bad that the cousin actually admits to doing it, even though he didn't kind of like the whole duress. Um, The cop was telling him, you know, you'll, you know, if if you don't say you did it, you'll go to the electric chair where I fry you, you're going to get raped in jail. And this is to like a, a 15, 16 year old boy. And under, under the pressure, he just kind of went along with what the cop said. He basically said the cop would say, so you were riding down the street, you pulled out the gun, right? And the boy, the kid would be like, yeah, you know, and then you shot him, right? Yeah. Okay. So when he goes to court, he ends up getting sentenced to life in jail as an adult. He spends 20 years in jail. And it just so happens this guy who is dating like his sister's or his brother's ex-girlfriend hears the story and he does he he feels something's wrong with it he's a he owns a construction company he puts his money into this guy getting another trial right um and but before so this guy's already had two appeals so it's unheard of to get like a third appeal so he lobbies and they somehow get like a miracle third appeal but the third appeal is really just for a chance to have another court case so they have to go before a judge and present information just for the judge to be like okay i'll grant you a full trial so they go in there they give enough information that the judge said okay i'll grant you a full trial so before this trial so once they give him a new trial they let him out on bail so think about it, Dave. This this kid has been in there from 16 to 36. And now he gets to get out on bail. So he's out for like a year. Um, the the girl he's been communicating with, he marries her. They have kids. Two years later, the trial comes back up. And for the trial, you know, of course, everything happened 20 years ago. So they're rounding up witnesses. The prosecutor tells the guy, hey. You can take a plea deal where you you don't have to go back to jail. Admit you did it and we'll just put it on your record. You know, you're a convicted killer and you will not have to go back to jail. Or you can go back to trial and it's like, the, you know, the chips land where they may. And I guess he was more honorable like you than me. And he said, you know, I want to clear my name and I'll take that risk. And he went back to trial. They did the whole trial. Um, He ended up being not guilty. Um, So, I mean, it it was just a good story. But when, when they gave him that offer, you know, it was like, damn, he he had been in jail since 16 to 36. And he got out, you know, while they're waiting the next trial, had a family and then to have to go back to trial with the possibility of going back to jail for the rest of his life. I'm trying to see what the name is. I do want to mention the name just in case. Um, oh, it's funny because I'm looking at the order and I, why did I know it was going to Texas was going to be involved? Yeah, so, <laughs> you know? yeah. so it happened in El Paso, but I don't think this is the article because 
you know, let's say 20 years ago. It was like in the 90s, 95. Oh, uh, yeah. This, this happened in 2010, right? Yeah, this happened in 2010. Yeah. yeah. So, but, um, wow, that, did he get any money? I hope they gave him some money for keeping him in jail all that time. So I'm not sure because, you know, they only kind of did the exact trial. Oh, here it is, Daniel. Yeah. Yep. It said Daniel Villegas, then 16 years old, was arrested in the 1993 drive-by shooting deaths of three people. Um, he confessed to the murders, and they have a rule where if you confess to murders, like, you know, they, they can't throw that out. They have to use it. Yep. So, yeah. So if anyone gets a chance, El Paso, Texas, Daniel Villegas, um, a very interesting story. Well, when you hear police officers doing stuff like that and trying to force um, people into admitting guilt, normally that has a lot to do with them, you know, and their records and trying to, because of certain bonuses and certain rewards um, and stuff that they get by having, you know, great arrest records and, and conviction records and, um, and, and all of that type of stuff. So, of course, you know, um, this guy must, you know, of course, obviously he had to be a dirty cop. And, you know, he probably, and he might have been a prejudice cop on top of it too, you know. So um, um, it's really a shame that the kid went through there. Thank God. Yeah, like I said, almost $60 million. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, they had to pay him because he was railroaded. He was yeah. a young man when he went in. He was like 16 years old when he ended, when he ended up in jail. And so, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I hope I, I, I don't find myself in that situation. Now, now if I see, look, if I wanted to help, I see somebody laying on the ground. I'm gonna keep it moving, <laughs> you know. So oh, no. you know, because I don't want that situation, you know. Yeah. I can't, I can't say that for sure, but you know, but it is weird because you always think to yourself what you might do when you see certain situations. Because I know, um, who was it? a couple of days ago? I 
went to the, this, I went to get something. I, was, I stopped to get some, pick something up to get something to eat. And then where I parked, this guy was in his car and he had the seat back and he was knocked out in his car. I said, I guess he's just taking a nap. Um, I go in, get my food. Matter of fact, I said, I, it was that place over there. I don't know if you've been over there yet. That, remember I was talking about that soul food place over there on um, Salem Church Road there? Yeah. Um, is it yeah, have you been over there? No. Yeah, uh, have you been there? I think we door dashed it. I don't remember, but that's what wifey says. No, okay. But anyway, um, I was in there. Um, the, the, I, I like their salmon. They they do this great teriyaki salmon. So I was in there. I ate and everything. I was in there for about an hour. Came back out. The guy was still in the car. Knocked out. And I looked, and you know, and I was like, well, maybe he's just taking a nap. Uh, you know, I, I, I sat there for a while, but I kept looking at him. And then there was another guy who was on the other side, and he gets out of his car, and he's staring in the car and saying, you know, and and he's mouthing something to me. And I, so I rolled my window, and he said, is that guy all right? And I was like, I don't know. And he said, he said, well, he looks like he's asleep. I said, well, he's been asleep for a long time, you know, like that, right? He said, do you think we should wake him up? I said, uh, you can wake him up if you want to. <laughs> you know, I said, I'm not, I'm not doing it, you know. And But I guess he heard us going back and forth, and he, he, he did open his eyes. Right. You know, because we were hollering back and forth. <laughs> but I said, I said, uh, nah, I said, you know, and then hearing this story, I'm glad I didn't, I didn't do anything. So, you know, because that guy probably could have, you know, some people don't like to be woken up. They, yeah. they, they kind of act chronic crazy when they get woken, awoken like that, you know. So, um, but yeah, um, I don't know, Leonard. I, I, I would have to fight for my right to be free, you know. Okay. All right, yeah, Beastie so. Boy. Okay. All right. Look, look at Leonard trying to come hard with his corner there, y'all. You know, yeah. don't worry. I won't let him. I won't let him hijack it too often. Every now and then, I might let him throw throw something out there. But don't don't worry. It's always Dave's corner. But you know, he he came he came with a decent scenario. Yeah, so yeah. We'll let him have this one. Yeah, yeah. We'll let okay. him have this one. So, all right, guys, you've been listening to news and trends with Dave and Lynn. Um, we want to thank you for uh, taking the time to listen to us over the next couple of weeks. Make sure you join in. Um, tune in to uh, listen to us because we're going to have some great guests over the next three weeks. So make sure you tune in um, to hear um, what these guests have to say. Um, I'm sure you'll enjoy what they have to say. So we want to thank you for tuning in tonight um, on our first show of our second year. And, you know, we're going to try to do what we did the first year to keep it real with you guys and have a good time. So, Thank you once again. Len, you got anything you got to say? No, I just want to, you know, wish everybody a good, productive week. Make sure you check us out on Friday. Okay, that's Leonard Simmons, y'all talking, okay? Um, and we'll, we'll, uh, <laughs> you do remind me of Russell Simmons. <laughs> every time you do that, I have to laugh because every time when Russell goes up to the mic, he says, thank you, everybody. Have a good night. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, simple and to the point 
Friday. We're going to say good night, and we will talk to you on Friday. Right, Leonard? Friday, right? Yeah, Friday. <laughs> okay. Have a good night. Tune in next week, ladies and gentlemen, for another edition of News and Trends with your hosts, Dave and Lynn.